0: To the confessional taco, where we are going to be discussing the Cochina virus and all its implications from quarantine to isolation, my friends. Here we are, we are going to be listening and hearing from our friend Marco, better known as Bear. He will be guiding us through some very important information. In hopes that we can be better off. Stay clean. Stay inside. Wash your hands. Y at los ando my friends. No se me aguiten. This is not the end, but the beginning. What's going on, guys? I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, it's kind of weird, I'm not going to lie, to open up the podcast and it just be me talking because I normally don't talk first. I'm usually either quiet or making fun of Surge, which makes me appreciate him all the more. Anyway, uh, I'm going to ramble for a little bit in case you haven't uh, noticed, but uh, it's just me uh, this week. Last week, you guys got to hear Serge. Uh, do a piece on Psalm 51. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, we have been quarantined in our neck of the woods, and uh, and so we are learning how to record um, with some distance between us. And because we're still working, um, we haven't had a lot of time to, to work on those dynamics. And so we've been doing separate podcasts uh or separate podcast episodes for y'all so with all of that being said uh i could keep going but uh I, i don't want to anyway um serge asked me to uh do a piece on or do an episode really on on the coronavirus uh which we are lovingly calling the cochina virus and uh so he wanted to, me to share my thoughts on uh just a couple of things regarding uh the cochina virus. And uh and so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys the questions that he gave me, because uh if if uh, if you've been a listener for any amount of time, you'll know that he gives really good questions and he directs our conversations really, really well. Um and uh here are the questions that he gave me, and then I might add some stuff at the end. And so um the first question is, what is the role of the church in this season? Uh, what is the role of parents in this season? Um, what is the role of students and uh, creatives? Those of you who are artistic and creative and innovative, what is it that you are creating? And so I'm going to do my best to, to answer these questions. Uh, but for whatever reason, if you have been living under a rock or have just been eating a bunch of tacos, you will have noticed that everyone has been affected by this thing called the coronavirus. Um, Particularly here in the United States, there are several thousands of confirmed cases. Um, There has been already deaths uh, throughout this country. Uh, And certainly, uh, so many other countries in the world have been affected by this. And uh, to essentially start our time, one of the things that Serge and I have talked about has been that regardless of your political position, everyone has been affected by the coronavirus. Um, everyone has had to make adjustments in their schedule. Everyone has had to um, make adjustments in their family life. And everyone has had to make some sort of adjustment um, in, their, in their social spheres. Um, and when I say uh, social spheres, I mean How we're hanging out physically And the fact that that's not very possible right now And so uh, everybody's been challenged Everybody has been uh, inconvenienced And everybody has certainly had to make some adjustment To one extent or another uh, with all of that being said, uh, one of the questions that Serge asks and one of the questions that many people ask is, well, what is the role of the church in the midst of this virus? And off the top of my head, I, I will say this, I have not prepared at all for this. So, so this is all just coming off of the top of my head. Um, but yeah, so the question is, what is the role of the church in, in this season? And I would say a couple of things. Uh, I would say, number one, that historically, the church has always been on the front lines of any pandemic. And you can read that throughout the pages of history, uh, whether it pertains to um, oh uh, the, the third century uh, during the time of uh, Augustine and other early church fathers to the time of uh, Martin Luther, with I think it was the Black Plague to uh, the time of which I believe is around the 1600s with John Calvin in Geneva, uh, something similar to the Black Plague um, to the cholera outbreak in London during the days of Charles Spurgeon. Uh, the church has always been uh, on the front lines in the midst of pandemic. In fact, the church hasn't uh, hidden itself or hidden herself from pandemic. In, in fact, it has. Uh, she has actually engaged uh, those who are hurting, vulnerable, and certainly in need during times like this. And so that would be the first thing off the top of my head, that historically the church has always been on the front lines of uh, a pandemic or a crisis. Um, the second thing that I think about is that um, uh, the church uh, is built for this, right? Uh, in Matthew 16, uh, Jesus is talking to the disciples, and Jesus asks asks them, who, who do they say he is? And, and, and Peter answers that that he is the Christ, and then Jesus goes on to say um, that uh, his church will prevail, that not even the gates of hell would prevail, um, Would stop her, and uh, and so, with that being said, um, the church is built for seasons like this, prime, and and that is uh proven throughout history. So, that goes back to point number one. So, the church is built for things like this, um, the church. The church's mission and even the church's vision was never contingent upon programs or group life. It was contingent upon making disciples. And making disciples always requires us to step into um, seasons such as this. So I think that's number two. So number one was historically the church has been on the front lines. Number two, um, Uh, the church is built for something like this or the church is built for occasions such as this. And then uh, number three, uh, what is the role of the church in this? I think number three is going to be more contextualized in the sense of um, if we look at how do we make disciples? And so that's certainly in word and deed, that's certainly in demonstrations of compassion and mercy. Um, Those methods are going to be different depending on your context and how much you have been affected. Um, I know several pastors who are working through uh, different kinds of dynamics for their uh, contexts so that they can meet the needs of people in their cities. Um, And so I have I can summarize it this way because I think um, I heard it best this put this way last week. Uh, the church, um, we are married to uh, the message of the gospel. We are married to the person and work of Jesus. We are married to the mission of making disciples, um, but we date the methods. And so the methods are always going to change. And so uh, the role of the church in this season is, is certainly to continue to make disciples, to demonstrate compassion and mercy, uh, to be a reflection of grace and repentance, um, to be the hands and feet of Jesus in uh, the lives of our city. Uh, But what that looks like specifically, I think, is going to vary depending on your context. Um, So, those would be the three points I would have for that first question. And and again, the question is, what's the role of the church? I would say historically, the church has been on the front lines. Number two, um, occasions, even as severe as this is, as scary as this is, uh, the church was built for occasions like this. And then uh, number three... Um, being um, compassionate, merciful, gracious, uh, walking in repentance, uh, essentially making disciples continues, but uh, the method is going to vary depending on your context and need. Uh, So, that being said, moving on to the second question. Uh, the second question is, what is the role of a parent and uh, and that of a student? And, and what Serge is referring to right now is, if you guys didn't know, he's an educator and a really, really good one. He's a great teacher. I think uh, he's a, a fourth grade teacher. Um, and uh, <clears throat> and so the question is, what is the role of a parent and student? And what he is saying or what's, what he's asking is, uh, because Parents' schedules have been changed and they are having to adjust their home life. Uh, many households find themselves with uh, parents and kids uh, together every day, every part of the day. And um, in, in many kids right now, many students are, are having to switch to online learning, such as uh, the, the students that Serge is teaching. And so when he asks the question about the role of a parent and the student, I think one of the things he is uh, referring to is, what is it that we're going to see concerning parents and, and, and concerning, I think, students? Um, he and I had a conversation about this uh, last week, and I think one of the things we're going to see with many parents, and I, and I want to be very careful to say that, not all parents, but I think one of the things that we are going to see with parents is how uh, there's, I don't know if there's a nice way to put this, but how uninvolved some parents may be in the life of their child, um, and uh, and so as a result, that's going to present even more challenges, or it's going to present conviction. Uh, and so, personally, what I, what I'm praying for is is revival within households. Um, I pray that as as that is made apparent in, in the life of a parent. Um, that it would lead to um, establishing different uh, rhythms of grace, um, establishing different, um, I suppose, patterns and and plans, so that they would uh, become involved in the life of their child. Um, as far as the student, uh, as the student, I think, and again, I'm just reading these questions. I think uh, it might be a question in the same in the same vein where. Parents will also. Many parents will also realize how significant our teachers and educators are. Uh, my my dad, as a teacher, he recently retired. He was an educator for fifty years. So so I have a heart for teachers and educators, and I think in this season, parents are going to see uh, that that teachers aren't babysitters, but even at that, teachers aren't uh, only teachers or educators they're friend they're counselors uh, their they're they're soundboards for their students uh, they even play the role of parents for their st- for many of their students and so um, yeah i think in the same vein many parents are going to see um, many parents are going to see how uninvolved they are and so my hope in that would be that there is revival in the home and then number two, parents are going to see how significant and important um, teachers and educators are and the kind of roles they play in the life of their students. Um, <clears throat> uh, and, and Serge might add more to that in, in the next episode. Uh, the third question, which I'm probably the worst person to, to ask. The third question is uh, creatives. Those of you who are artistic and innovative, uh, what is it that you're creating? And so I would say a couple of things here. One, we would love to hear from you during this time to see what you are creating, uh, whether that's art itself or, or music or you're writing a couple of pieces. We would love to uh, hear from you to see what you guys are doing during this time of quarantine. Uh, additionally, I think what Serge is getting at is that because we have been given um, in this crazy season, we've been given some time to spend in other disciplines. Um, man, what is it that you're putting your, your time and effort into, uh, particularly if you are uh, an artist or a creative or, or an innovator? Um, so that's what I would say about that. I don't think, I, as I said earlier, I don't think I'm the best person to ask that question. I probably just butchered it for for every. I just failed. I had one job. Um, and I failed. Um, so those are the questions Serge had for, uh, for me to answer for you guys. And so, um, man, if I, if I've missed out on some things, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, the one thing I really did want to encourage y'all with, uh, throughout this season is actually something that I, I encouraged our, our church members on earlier this week. And, and, and I, I guess I'll, I'll give you three things, but the overarching, um, I suppose, direction of all of this really comes from the last two weeks. And so for us down here in in South Texas, specifically in McAllen, um, one of the things that we have been made aware of is how far behind we are uh, given the, the crisis that is the Cochina virus. Um, I have several friends who are pastors in different parts of the country and many of them are already beginning to experience uh, grief and uh, death uh, and and uh, in, in the life of their church members. Many of them are experiencing hardship uh, financially because people are having to move out of the city and, uh, and, and ultimately leaving their their church uh, for financial reasons and, and many others. And so, uh, here in South Texas, even though there are a couple of confirmed cases, um, it's not as, well, as not as dense as many urban areas like uh, like that of New York City, New Orleans, San Francisco, the DFW area. Um, however, with that being said, it has certainly given us. Um, an opportunity to look at how to capitalize on on this season, and so I want to encourage you guys with three things as you find yourself in this in this season. Actually, Jared Wilson wrote a post on the Gospel Coalition. I think it was late last week on the severe mercy of the coronavirus and and how that is uh, how this season with uh, with. Uh, stay-at-home ordinances being uh, executed, how that's forcing us to slow down in some capacity. And so here are three encouragements that I would would have for you guys, and then I'll close it up. The first one would be uh, rhythms of grace. Uh, In this season, man, I would encourage you to capitalize on establishing rhythms of grace. Now, a rhythm of grace can look like anything from... um, growing in spiritual disciplines like silence and solitude, meditation, even journaling and prayer, um, and in addition to rhythms uh, of, of grace, that could look like uh, increasing the amount of family time that you have, or establishing new family patterns, because since everybody has been busy and now the brakes have been pumped, uh, we're having to reestablish these these new these new rhythms. Um, what I would add is that, Although these rhythms are going to look different for all of us, and at some point this season will come to an end, these rhythms, I would hope, aren't just for the sake of the season that we're in, but are for the sake of sustainability throughout the rest of our life together. And so some of the rhythms that I'm, I'm doing with my family, um, I want to make sure that I prioritize them when this season is over so that we don't lose that time. Um, or so that it isn't wasted. Additionally, one of the things that I personally do is I actually love routine. If I don't have a routine or if I don't have a schedule, um, and I'm not disciplined in that, I tend to feel like I lose purpose. And so, um, one of the things I do is I still wake up, um, uh, early, and I still make coffee, and then I come into my office and uh, the Taco Shack, as it were, and uh, and then read read scripture and pray, um, and so one of the things that I'm doing this time around is trying to spend a little bit more time in the Word with. Uh, uh, with God. And so anyway, with that being said, man, I would encourage you guys to develop rhythms of grace. What are those rhythms of grace going to look like for you? And what is it going to look like for you to prioritize them? And then at some point allow them to become sustainable so that when this season ends, it's not like everything just stops, but that you could actually carry them into the next season of life. And if you have questions or want to figure out what that looks like, I'd love to hear from you or both of us would love to hear from you. Um, I'll give you all our contact info at the end the second thing i have for you is rest because the brakes have been pumped um to some degree or another um <clears throat> we're being forced to to rest in ways that maybe we're not comfortable with or maybe in ways that we haven't done so in a really long time now granted if you have uh small kids that's gonna be a challenge um so i i completely understand that and so In a a nutshell, what I mean by rest is, man, what is it going to look, and this is kind of a rhythm of grace, but what is it going to look like for you to maybe sleep in 30 minutes more, or maybe go to bed 30 minutes earlier? Uh, What does it look like for you to set some time aside um, during the day to, man, read uh, God's Word, to take a nap? Um... I know many pastors right now who are prioritizing naps because many of them are working late into the evening because they have small kids, and so... In the evening, they tend to be able to put out a lot more work, and so they take naps during the middle of the day, so they prioritize rest and recovery. And so what does rest look like for y'all? Um, and what does it look like to prioritize it? Uh, again, for me, um, my, my wife and I don't have small kids unless our grandkids are here, uh, and they're not because they're they're up in Central Texas. Um, but we do have a 15-year-old, and so um, he's pretty self uh, Oh, what's what's the word? Or he's self-sustaining. Like he can, he makes his own breakfast. He wakes up on his own. Like he's super disciplined, and uh, and so Chungo does a really good job in allowing me to to sleep thirty more minutes. That's that's what I'm doing. Uh, usually during the school year, uh, when he was attending school, that is, uh, I'm waking up at six, and then he'll wake up at six thirty. Uh, when it comes to him being at home, um, I'm shooting for 7, 7.30 right now. Uh, it's been really hard just because the past two weeks have been a lot of um, responses to, to the crisis and to adjusting things in the life of our church. And so, man, my goal right now is to wake up between 7 and 7.30. I haven't hit that yet, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Maybe that's something that you want to consider. Anyway, the third thing that I have as an encouragement for you guys would be relief. Um, I think this is something else that gets put on the back burner and um, rest really has to deal with our, uh, you know, our physical health Um, uh, rhythms of grace have a lot to do with our spiritual health relief has a lot to do with our physical health in in many other areas. Uh, I would maybe even say just like mental health in the sense of uh, what does relief look like for you? What is it that you enjoy doing that might be a really fun hobby that is brainless that maybe you could do with your family or a couple of friends over Zoom? uh, And it just brings relief. It's not necessarily something that you have to put a great deal of thought in. So for some of you, that might mean working out for some of you that might mean walking taking long walks listening to this particular podcast uh, maybe it's family night uh, or a family game night maybe it's just reading a book and and it's dumb stuff not some dense theological uh, development Um, or some dense theological literature, which there's nothing wrong with that. We're big nerds on that. But I would encourage you to to read some trash. (laughs) I would encourage you to read some trash like memoirs of a zombie. Uh, Just something brainless that that, uh, gives you relief. Um, so for instance, Serge, uh, is, is a phenomenal musician. And so one of the things that brings him relief is, is creating and writing music. That guy will spend hours doing that and it brings him not only joy, uh, not only does it allow him to worship God, but it also just brings a great sense of relief in the midst of his responsibilities. Um, for me, I, I love reading a book with a cigar or cooking. Cooking is my jam. I love that. Maybe because it's a task that I can start and finish. Regardless, it certainly brings relief to me and it allows me to spend time with friends and family. So, to wrap all of that up, the three encouragements I have for you because of the the season that we all find ourselves in is rhythms of grace. What are you going to do to develop some rhythms of grace? Rest, what are you going to do to prioritize rest? And then finally, relief, what are you going to do for fun? Figure some things out. We'd love to hear from you. We want um, to support you guys in that, especially if you are looking for a couple of hobbies, um, regardless. Uh, so yeah, those are the three things I have for you. And I hope I did justice in answering Serge's questions earlier. Uh, if you guys have any questions, uh, hit us up. I think our email is uh, theconfessionaltaco at gmail.com. We're obviously on uh the social media platforms and i mean you'll hear the outro in just a bit so you can hit us up on facebook twitter or especially instagram we're probably like i'll just be honest so uh surge handles all the mixing all of the sound engineering stuff and uh and so i handle like the website and social media i'm just gonna be honest we're on Instagram more than any other platform. So, Instagram or email are probably the best ways to get hold of us, which we would love to hear from y'all. And all that, uh, all that to say, we love you guys. We are praying for you. We hope you stay safe. We hope that you stay home. Uh, and number three, that you would capitalize on this season. So, until then, we will see you guys next time for Taco Tuesday. Deuces.